You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 142 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. We start off the show the same way we do every week. That's by jumping straight into the breakdown, and the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So, First thing we're going to talk about is American Raptors. Raptors will be back in action this weekend with a match against the L.A. Rising Stars, which is the Giltini's Academy after an unexpected week off. match will be at Infinity Park on Saturday at 2 p.m. and It'll be free and open to the public, so weather's supposed to be super nice. If you don't have any plans for the holiday weekend, get out to Infinity Park, watch the Raptors, watch some good rugby. Um, and if you can't make it, that match will be streamed on AmericanRaptors.com. I unfortunately cannot make it. I have a wedding that day. And then I'm actually heading to New Orleans on Sunday for the rest of the National Collegiate Rugby Championships, the May Madness Sevens. So I'm looking forward to attending that. It's going to be fun. So that's what I'm doing. So I won't be there. Uh, but I'm hoping that, that some people go out and support the team and watch them good rugby. It should be fun. Nice day. Um, I'm jealous. I, I miss the Giltinis last time they were in town, too. So every time the Giltinis come to town, I have something else going on, unfortunately. So just the way it is. Um, but that's kind of what's going on with the American Raptors. I'm, I'm excited to see this match, too. I'm, of course, going to watch it after the fact because the Giltinis have kind of been the thorn in the Raptors' side. This has been the one team, you know, since this whole crossover initiative have started um, that the Exos slash Raptors have not been able to beat. I think it's the only team that they've played multiple times that they have not won at least one match before. So looking forward to seeing if they can get it done this weekend. Um, and I guess we'll find out on Saturday. So moving into the Major League Rugby portion of the breakdown, playoff picture is becoming a little bit clearer with only two weeks left to play. As things sit right now, the New England Free Jacks and L.A. Giltinis would have the first-round buys as the top seeds in each conference. Rugby ATL would square off against Rugby United, or excuse me, Rugby New York in the East, um, but the Toronto Arrows are making a push late in the season, um, and I, I wouldn't put it past them. They, they knocked off New England last week, ended their win streak, so uh, they're surging right now. And if they can take care of business these last two weeks, and some, you know, call it Rugby ATL or Rugby New York just 
start dropping a couple of matches, uh, they could find themselves in the playoffs. So exciting stuff out of the East. And then in the West, Austin Gilgronies and Houston Sabercats would square off. Uh, but the San Diego Legion are still alive. They're still clinging to that little bit of life. They only have one match left to play. They're going to try to sneak into the tournament in the final week. So a lot can change in these last two weeks. It's going to be fun. I talk about it all the time. I've written about it a couple times, I know. Um, but that's what makes MLR great is that the last weeks matter. You know, when you tune in to watch, it's not going to be just the, an expected outcome. Anything's possible. And that's good for the league. That keeps people interested. That makes fans want to watch late in the season um, because anything can happen. So we'll move into all the rugby you can watch this weekend now. All the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, creams, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So starting with Major League Rugby Round 17, we've got the Houston Sabercats at the Seattle Seawolves on Friday at 8.30 p.m. That one's on the Rugby Network. Houston needs to keep picking up points. Can't drop one to Seattle now because um, that will leave the door open for the San Diego Legion. So important one for Houston. We've got the Toronto Arrows at Rugby ATL, probably the biggest match for Toronto of the whole season. Need to beat Rugby ATL. You know, to prevent them from getting some points and pick up points in, in a race, you know, um, trying to as they try to catch Rugby ATL for one of those last spots. That's on Saturday at 1 p.m. on the Rugby Network. We've got the L.A. Giltinis at the Utah Warriors on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Utah's coming off a big win over Austin, and L.A. will play with without one of their coaches uh, who's suspended for a personal conduct violation, so I wonder what that's about. Um, L.A. still has a possibility of not locking up that first spot, so it's important for them to get some wins too. And Utah's trying to right the ship after a disappointing season, so they're still playing hard. That one's on the Rugby Network. We've got San Diego Legion at Austin Go Gronies. Again, pretty important match for San Diego as they're trying to sneak into the playoffs, and Austin is one of those teams with the playoff spot. Uh, so it's going to be a tough one. Austin's going to be trying to win so they can move back into that top spot in the West. San Diego's just trying to stay alive. That's at Saturday on Saturday at 6 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Then we got Rugby New York at Old Glory DC on Sunday at 12:30 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Rugby New York needs to, you know, pick up the pace a little bit so they don't get caught by Toronto. So they need to win that one. Old Glory DC is trying to put up a respectable score um, after the tough season they've had. And then last but certainly not least, we have Nola Gold at New England Free Jacks on Sunday at 4.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. So that's does it for Major League Rugby Round 17 action. Uh, a lot going on, a lot to play for still, so make sure you tune in for that. Got the uh, EPCR, Leinster versus La Rochelle on Saturday at 9.45 a.m. And then Lyon versus RC Toulon on Sunday at 1 p.m. Those matches are on Peacock. We've got USA Men's 7s in action in London. Uh, we got, they are taking on Spain on Saturday at 3.38 a.m., taking on Wales on Saturday at 6.44 a.m., and then they take on Fiji on Saturday at 10.35 p.m. You can catch those matches on Peacock. Collegiate Rugby Championship, May Madness, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You can catch that tournament on CBS Sports, the Rugby Network, and YouTube. That's the tournament I will be watching in New Orleans, heading out there Sunday morning. Then last but certainly not least, we got the Allianz Premier 15s final. Saracens women versus Exeter Chiefs women on Saturday at 8 a.m. 
Uh, you can watch it on Premier15s.com. I do believe that the Japanese Top League 1 is on uh, the Rugby Network as well. You can catch that this week. I'm not sure what day or time that is, but it will be on demand if you do miss it. So that does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Hopefully I didn't miss much, but you got a full slate. As summer gets going here and uh, and rugby starts to wind down a little bit. That's exciting. So we've got the interview portion of the show. Interview with Ra- American Raptors wing Fabian Thames. It's brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the MouthGuard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. Had a good chat with Fabian. Uh, there's been a lot of news articles coming out about Fabian signing with the Raptors, played f- college football at AIC in Massachusetts. And some of the stuff I've seen just had some incredible support from his hometown, so I made sure I asked him about that. And sounds like he's enjoying the transition and he's really liking playing rugby, and uh, hopefully it's something that he sticks with. So with that introduction, go ahead and kick to my conversation with American Raptors wing Fabian Thames. All right, now we welcome on to the show American Raptors wing Fabian Thames. Fabian, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you doing this over the phone as I get over this little flu bug. Uh, so, Fabian, first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? I'm from I'm from Randolph, Massachusetts. It's a small town south of Boston. Awesome, man. Uh, and I know you're a football player. You're one of the many football players that have made the switch over to rugby. So can you tell me a little bit about your football career? You know, I'm interested in hearing how you wound up at AIC um, and then especially how you wound up here. So if you wouldn't mind just talking about your football career a little bit. So um, coming out of Randolph High, um, that school for like before my se- uh, senior year, it was known for like a losing season. So by the time I had my se- senior season, we finally had the first winning season over 20 years. I was one of the star players on the team. So I was being heavily recruited by a couple D1 schools, but due to SATs and um, just my GPA at the time, I lost a couple offers from there. So um, I was kind of down about that. And I was right about the time like signing day was coming. So that's when, you know, that's where you pick your school. And I was kind of had no offers. So I was kind of lost in the school that my cousin went to. He also went to Randolph High, Willie Pittman. Um, they just hit me up. They followed me throughout my senior season. They said, hey, just come down for a visit and see how you like the campus. And I was like, I mean, they were Division two, So going from having like two, three D1 offers to a Division two, I was just like, man, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go, though. I went with my mom and a couple of my other teammates. And by the end of the visit, they ended up offering me a full ride. So that that kind of sealed the deal where I was going. My mom actually said, you're going to AIC. And that was that was <laughs> it from there. I was able to have the first uh, national signing day in my school in recent history, probably within 20 years. So that felt good. And then, um, yeah, also getting a full ride for athletics was also a big thing for my school. So that kind of steered my decision towards AIC. Played there for four years. I was struggling at first just due to not really knowing the playbook and also just being a freshman, I struggled. But my last two seasons, I said I would say I finished pretty strong. I was able to start all the games. And then also I was able to get a second team all-conference for uh, the NE10. So I think I finished off pretty well at AIC. And um, actually during the COVID year of AIC, that was supposed to be my senior season. And because there was no football, I thought I'd go to the National Scouting Combine just to get some 
notices. I didn't test well, but um, I made a lot of good connections. And my goal was I was going to go back um, this following year, which was uh, 2022, and I wanted to test better. And so I did that. I went there, and that's where I met um, uh, Coach Mark Bullock. And um, he kind of presented the offer to play rugby. And, you know, I'm a football player all my life. I'm like, man, what am I going to do with rugby? Yeah. But um, also just, you know, due to me being at a Division two school, it was a small Division two school. And because of the COVID year, there's a lot of, you know, D1 players who – are waiting to get drafted and things like that. And just the way the numbers are. And um, even if like a D1 person from a big school is decent, they'll probably get, you know, better looks than I would. So just due to my situation and that the fact that um, I got an offer to play professional rugby, um, I thought this was the best route for me because rugby, you know, um, the NFL, they're obviously changing their tackling forms into rugby style things. And I was also thinking about, my endurance and my conditioning um, in rugby is definitely going to be way more advanced than an average football player. So, you know, I was, I was thinking about a whole lot of pros and cons, and I think the pros definitely outweighed. So I thought the best decision for me at this point in my life, um, just want to be my angles to be in the NFL, but just to make sure I'm always going in that upwards um that upward spiral, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I was getting that pro-level experience. So that kind of steered my decision to be a part of the American Raptors. And also with the history that I made at my school, I was also able to be the first um, professional athlete in my school in recent history. That's awesome, so, man. I know I was going to make sure I was going to ask you about that. seems like you got a good connect, like a pretty, you know, close connection to your high school. I know you know, after you signed, there was a co couple different articles that came out about, you know, what you were doing. That's got to be pretty cool to have that support from your hometown, right? Yeah, definitely. Even when I was in high school, that I was um, in the yearbook, they have me as like most spirited or like um, most school spirit. So I definitely, when I was there, I was trying to just make sure the Randolph name was getting around because my goal for going to Randolph when I was in middle school. Um, so a little backstory about some of the articles is, when I was coming from middle school, I just finished playing Pop Warner. He won the Super Bowl. I was quarterback and everything, and it was a big deal and stuff like that. But Randolph Pop Warner, they're very known for being successful because of the chemistry. People go from the Little League all the way up to, like, the A team, which is, like, the last um, team you go on before you go to high school or whatever. And at my banquet, at my Super Bowl banquet, there was three schools that went there, which was a Catholic Memorial, which was like a D1 um, Catholic school. And, you know, they sent people to Ohio State, all the big name schools. There was also um, Blue Hills, which was like a kind of like a town rival. But we usually beat um, Blue Hills when it came to competition and um, Randolph High. And just being a Pop Warner player, having three high schools show up was kind of like, wow, they must really be interested. And so... From there, I kind of had to make a decision where I wanted to go to high school. My parents asked me, they was real cool about making sure I had that kind of power and decision about my life. And um, if I wanted to go to Catholic Memorial, there was like, you had to pay just like how college would be and stuff yeah. like that. So my parents asked me, there was like, um, we was driving to middle school and they asked me, they said, so where do you want to go? I was sitting right behind my mom in the, um, she was in the driver's seat, I was right behind her. I looked down in the rearview mirror and I just said, once a blue devil, always blue devil. And by me saying that is because, like, there's a lot of talent within Randolph. 
and they go to the other bigger schools and just add to their success. Yeah. And then if everybody had just come to Randolph, Randolph would be that successful school that everybody wants to go to. Like I said before, we had a history of having moves and seasons. That could have been different if everybody in the town, all those athletes had stayed because in those other schools that they went to, they were the superstars. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. kind of my goal going to Randolph. And so I always try to, you know, pay homage and always shout out the hometown because this year was a really big year for school's history. The football team won the um st- the state championship first time in history. The basketball team won the state championship and even the track team was doing their thing and went to New York for their relays. So very nice. Yeah, it was a really big year. That's a cool story. I like that. Uh, so yeah, at AIC, you know, AIC's got a pretty well-established rugby program. Uh, just wondering, like, if you knew anything about rugby at all when you got this opportunity, did you see, like, any of the rugby matches at AIC, or was this this is literally your first foray, like, into the sport of rugby? Yeah, so, like you said, uh, AIC, they had a crazy rugby team, and I kind of feel bad that I never really went to, like, a rugby game because, you know, we was, like, one of the great people. But I'll always, like, um, be passing by the field when they were playing. Like, they would be playing, like, Notre Dame, and the score would be, like, 105 to, like, zero or something crazy like that. I'm like, dang. So I always knew our rugby team was nice. And then even the people who were in the rugby program went on to play at, a like, a high level or things like that. So I always knew there was products, but I really – I've never watched the rugby match, or I probably watched probably like five minutes and went to practice or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this is my first experience ever really holding a rugby ball, understanding the games and everything like that. So that's all right. Yeah, this is- that's all right. That's how a lot of people are. You kind of see it in college a little bit, maybe, and then uh, you know something to do after school. But uh, how are you mm-hmm. liking the transition so far? The transition is actually like way better than I kind of expected. But um, there are some things like I guess a lot of I'm hearing from a lot of my teammates that it's better to just play and get your experience from that. And then you learn everything afterwards, whereas in football, I like my last couple of years, I kind of learned like it's better to study the film and then apply what you learn from the film and then go off there and obviously do your skill work and all that. But here it's just like play, find out and then, you know, you'll learn as you go. So I'm kind of having to adjust with that. But. Other than that, I had um, my first rugby uh, match. I was with the Water Dogs, and I was a champion. We won the champion um, game. So nice. I was a champion my first rugby game. And then this past weekend, we went to Missoula, Montana, and we went into the rugby tournament, and we was 3-0. and So I can say right now in my rugby career, I'm 4-0, and and feels good. I had a couple of tries this week, and I had about three. Broke a couple long runs, so... Um, just having the ball in my hands and I don't really know everything that goes on, but I know enough at the wing position to at least score a try. So that yeah. felt good. <laughs> That's awesome. How was, uh, that was Maggot Fest, right? You're up at Maggot Fest. How was that? Yep. It was Maggot, Maggot Fest. Was, it was fun. It was definitely a, a different type of environment <laughs> that I'm used to, but um, it was a really good experience to know that that's just like where a lot of the rugby culture comes from and just seeing it firsthand was um definitely a good experience for for myself and just being starting off as a rugby player and getting to a fest that a lot of rugby players would want to go to. It was, it was real cool. Yeah, that is, that's a good, uh, it's good. Like first taste, I guess, until like a tournament feel. So uh, that's right. cool, though, man. When was the last time? Cause you're a defensive guy, right? You played linebacker. So when was the last time you were carrying the ball regularly? 
the last time I was carrying the ball regularly, it would probably have to be in um high school when I played at Randolph High because I played like every single position there. Yeah. So I was I think my main position I would say was like receiver. And so that that was the most time I had really the ball in my hand and you know, I could do whatever. But other than that, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so has it been has it been nice to kind of tote the rock a little bit again? Yeah, yeah, it feels good and just to know um I still got it is also also a good feeling because <laughs> um even at AIC I was on kick return and one of the years I did average the most kick return yards as a linebacker. So that was also like a oh snap. So if you get the ball you could do something with it. So um that was probably like you know the closest thing but yeah uh i know you said so you've been here about i don't know a couple weeks now three four weeks now um what what have you liked the most about you know playing rugby um the most thing the thing i like the most i would say just my teammates really because i think um my teammates just make me feel more comfortable with making a mistake or just learning from um, just learn how to do things. So I feel like my biggest thing is I don't want to let my coaches and my teammates down because at the end of the day, the coaches invested in me and seen something in me. So when I'm like, even when I'm confused and I don't know what I'm doing, I just feel kind of down, just like, dang, I feel like I could have known that because they did talk about that in this meeting or something like that. So um, I would just say just the teammates just really helped me out. Just like, yo, it just takes patience. Just, you know, you got to play. The more you play, the more you understand. So even like when I'm down on myself, they just know how to bring me up. And then even the coaches, um, they're very helpful just knowing that I have three Hall of Famer coaches that I'm learning from. So I'm learning from like the best of the best. And even they're telling me, hey, hey it just takes patience. The air quality is different. So, you know, you yeah. got to get your cardio up and things like that. And so just having that reassurance from my teammates and also my Hall of Famer coaches and even the other coaches as well, they're well knowledgeable about the game. Just, you know, just keeps me pushing and just go about every day giving my 100% effort. Very nice. I love that. Uh, what has been the hardest part of the transition? Has it been just kind of learning the rules or or maybe, like you said, the running since the air is a little bit thinner and you are running more than, you know, you do in football practice or anything like that? What's been the hardest part about transitioning over to rugby? Yeah, I'll say the hardest part, I think, is mainly the air quality because obviously the condition would be, but the air quality makes me even more tired and I'm like more fatigued very fast. And even like sometimes the small technique things get overlooked just due to fatigue. And I'm just trying to make sure I get to the spot and make sure I'm behind the ball and not in front of it. And, you know, just that, that sometimes kicks in. So um, the rules obviously is, uh, I would say probably like one of the last things because everybody's just saying take patience and, you know, you'll learn as you go. Because even some people who've been here for a while still don't really know all the rules. So right. literally I would just say it's mostly the, the conditioning and the air quality. Mm-hmm. Has the transition to no pads been tough for you or has it been pretty seamless? Um, it hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be because the first thing I invested in was a mouthpiece because I got to keep the teeth in. Very smart. And then um, the next thing um, is I, I invested in a scrum cap. So it kind of feels um, a helmet. Like, yeah. It feels like a helmet for me. So having a mouthpiece and a helmet kind of makes me um, feel more football-like. So other than that, I think once I had those two items, I was just able to – I could just throw my – not really just throw my head in, but I'm – I'm more comfortable with making a tackle than having to think like, oh, I might get hit and I might get days after. So 
those two items definitely made me feel more secure without the padding. And I do plan on invest. I see a lot of a couple other places have like the the shirt, the dry fit shirt with the shoulder pads in it and the yeah. lip pad. So I will invest in that pretty soon. But right now, the mouthpiece and the scrum cap is doing it for me. That's a good idea. Take take whatever padding you can get. That's my advice. Exactly. I like that. So, uh, Fabian, thanks so much for doing this, man. Last question I'll ask you before I go. I know I read in that uh, uh, Patriot Ledger piece about you signing to play with the Raptors that your mom said she was gonna she was gonna brush up on the rule book. Has she been doing that? Is she an expert yet? Yeah, my mom and dad actually have been watching a couple rugby matches and just um, asking me a couple questions here and there. So they're definitely on it. So I know. Once they know um, what's going on, they'll definitely be, you know, screaming out, you know, let's let's move here. Let's go, yeah. go that and call the calls. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Love to hear it. So congrats, Fabian, for signing. Glad you're enjoying rugby, man. Uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, how you progress and watching you play a little bit more here in a couple of weeks. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors wing Fabian Thames. Appreciate him doing on the phone as I get over this little flu bug I've been dealing with over the last week. Um, hope everyone enjoyed that. I know I certainly enjoyed talking to him, and thank you, Fabian, for taking some time out of the day off to come chat with me. Let's go ahead and move into a required reading. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab your Gilbert rugby gear. The required reading is not a surprise. It's one of the Fabian Thames pieces that I mentioned in the article titled Former Blue Devils Football Star Comes Back to Randolph High to Sign Pro Rugby Contract. That's by Eric Hughes of the Patriot Ledger. Just a good piece talking about Fabian's background and, and what this means to his school and his hometown. Um, and one of those things that I talked about, just to kind of, it's kind of cool to see the support from his high school and his hometown. So I'll link that article in the article that has this podcast as well as the description. So just scroll down, click it if you're interested in reading it. With that, we'll go ahead and move into the stat of the week. The stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels. Whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players, Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So, stat I have for you this week is the total number of tries Raptors have scored in 2022. They have scored 44 through their seven matches that they've played. Lene Latu and Jacob Geppner both have six. Daytuan Sheridan and Dakota Dixon both have four. Zach Hall and Nolan Saracini both have three. And then there's a random spattering of twos and ones. Uh, hopefully, we'll try to get something together at the end of the season when they're done here in a couple of weeks. But that's all the try scoring. That's the, the six top try scores on the team and the total number of tries they've put together this year. They've been filling it up, only lost two matches, um, and hopefully they can get the job done against the Giltinis this weekend. Like I said, they haven't had the best luck against Giltinis Academy, um, so we're going to be glued to the screen, hoping to see a couple more tries as well. Go ahead and close the show with The Loop. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. So check out my Madison Hughes piece right now on the DMVR.com. I know I've been teasing this for a couple of weeks, but I finally felt good enough to sit down and write it. Um, it's out right now, free free to read to anybody that's interested. It's cool to talk to Madison, just kind of get his thoughts on the program and what he's seen because he has called a couple of their matches now in the last six or seven months. Uh, so it's good to get his opinion on things and, and kind of hear what he's noticed and what he's excited about. So check that out. I pushed it out on Twitter. 
And that's how the best way you can keep up with everything we've got going on at the NVR Rugby by following along on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby. And at Colton Strickler pushed all that stuff out early Thursday. So if you were following, you saw it first. And if you weren't, that's okay. Hit the follow button and check out that piece. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, first time listening, please hit subscribe. Leave me a review if you feel so inclined. Uh, I would appreciate it. It helps out more than you know. That's the show for the week. Thank you to everybody for listening. Hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great weekend, great long weekend. Enjoy the holiday. Stay safe. Enjoy all the rugby this weekend. I'll catch you all back here next Friday. 